What is up, Hoopers, Analytics, Bad Guys, Bucket Getters, Boosters, Blue Bloods, and New Bloods? On today's episode, we are talking about the Big East, which teams are for real in one of the most historic conferences in all of basketball. We'll also be talking about the belt, now in the hands of the Vols and Rick Barnes in Knoxville, and we'll also be sharing our New Bloods and Blue Bloods of the week. What is up, basketball world? My name is Tuck Clary. I write for Busting Brackets and Slipper Silk Bits. And joining me today, he's got volleyball lines on every court that he prospers in. It is Austin King. What up, boys? Scrub. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me also today, he is going to school to take money from you. It is Kyle Sessions. <laughs> Give me a call. One call, that's all. You know what it is. Better call Kyle. Also joining me, fresh off of a celebration for having his own starting five, it is Josh Linky. Hiya, Tuck. Hey. <laughs> all right, guys. A lot of stuff happened in the basketball world this week. Kyle, who are your new bloods and blue bloods for the week? Well, you know I'm riding with the Dons in San Francisco, my new blood of the week. They're going to go into St. Mary's tonight and pick up a much-needed win. And uh, they're fighting you know, for the tournament hopes. Uh, this is what we need for WCC to uh, become a real conference. So I really want this win to happen. Um, some some highlights, you know, Masalski's been on a straight tear uh, since getting beat up by Gonzaga. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's had like several games over 130 offensive rating. Um, he's putting up some good numbers and I really like what I see from Rishwain. I think he can shoot it really, really well. And I think if he gets a decent night and some good looks, he'll, um, be able to, uh, take down St. Mary's. So this is purely just for, you know, I'm sending all of my good energy to the new blood dons. I want to see a win. Okay, Kyle, you so, realize the vampire Randy Bennett is going to suck the blood out of San Francisco and absolutely suck. destroy them tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? actually, and actually, we're going to post this tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, San Francisco didn't win. Is San Francisco actually a new blood or are they a blue blood? They have two national championships. Yes, yes. I love this banter. I'm all for the conversation. Was it the same coach for both of those? I believe so. And it was the same team. I think the fact that we're we're asking that, I think the fact that we're asking that and the answer is I believe so, means maybe they're not a blue blood. (laughs) I just know Casey Jones and Bill Russell. I only know Bill Russell and the fact that the coach wouldn't let him jump when he shot. (laughs) It was the great Phil Woopel. Wooper? Oh, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, He's oh, got yeah. two NCAA tournament championships, 1955-1956. He was probably driving an Impala, you know, rolling up. The John, the also John from Wooden, Squim, Washington. The, Shout out Squim. Oh, Squim. We got a Twilight guy down <laughs> in the down it. in the smog area. And who's it's, your blue blood for the week, Kyle? Yeah, so I've got Duke. Um, you know, prayers up coach K. Um, I think it finally hit him that he's no longer going to be doing this next year. He had a full blown breakdown. He had to be dismissed from wake 
He couldn't handle the pressure. Um, and, you know, him and Bancaro, they miss a lot of time. They must see the same trainer. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I got Duke up there because, for real, I think Duke is a very dangerous tournament team. They have the skill and the size at every position. And I think they're going to win out for the the last couple uh, conference games, finish up the season strong, and come into the tournament and be a really, really tough team. Um, I certainly don't want to have to play them again. So prayers up, Coach K and the Duke, uh, the Duke boys. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So I'll... wait, are you are you saying that Coach K attended his own wake the other night? I got to agree with you, Kyle. I, I got Duke as the blue blood of the week. They got those hard-fought wins over ACC juggernauts like Clemson and Boston College and Wake Forest. You know, I mean, I'm riding, I'm riding high with the Dukies here. I think that they, um, you know, they they got some first weekend potential in March for sure. So yeah, I mean, Duke Duke is you know that's the blue blood of the week. Really, at the end of the day, this was kind of like more of like a pick of like. Who else was out there doing well as a blue blood this week? It really wasn't a lot to choose from. So not a great you know, week from the blue bloods. No, not at all. Um, my new blood of the week, though, is the Boise State Broncos. They they got a big win over Air Force. Granted, they did lose to Colorado State in a nail biter in overtime, but more importantly, Leon Rice landed a four-star recruit, Cedrake Naganda, out of Compass Prep in Phoenix. Um Boise is still viewed as an at-large team for the NCAA tournament, so that's a win in my book. Coach Rice is just building in Boise. Yeah, are we ready to call Boise Gonzaga mid? <laughs> I, I think that has so. multiple meanings. Yeah, yeah, I think it's applicable. It's the middle of America. It's in between Gonzaga and Gonzaga South. They don't play as fast as Gonzaga does or score as many points, but they're good. Yeah, they're mid-tier. And you love to see it. We love mid. They also What's... just offer scholarships to all of the Spokane players that we don't care about. So That's right. they can be exactly. gone. Exactly. Shouts to Degenhart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Leon Rice in Boise State, instead of adding every Gonzaga faculty member when you say, why aren't you looking at this guy from Channel Park? <laughs> 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 Who you got for your new blood of the week, Tuck? Oh, my new blood of the week. It is a team that we have talked quite a bit about over the last couple weeks. Uh, it is a team that is, we thought had no vibes whatsoever that was gone. I was premature in their death, but a man went to church and found some solutions. And I have to say, the Memphis Tigers are back. Penny Hardaway's prayers were answered. They are on a six-game winning streak, folks. They took down Houston on Saturday. They won against Cincinnati on Tuesday. They're doing everything that they need to do to get back in the tournament. They're probably outside looking in right now, but considering where things are going, uh, and if if Amani Bates comes back, who knows how good they're going to be? They could be a they could be a weekend team. They could be they could be spunky. Who knows? Nobody nothing, disagrees. I have nothing to say about Memphis at all. <laughs> all right. Since nobody disagrees with me that uh, Memphis is the new blood of the week and they have potential to be a, uh, a deep tournament team. Everybody in this podcast Sky's agrees. The limit. Sky's, Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Sky's the limit for Penny. He <laughs> seems to have solved it and he has solved it. My blue blood of the week, Josh mentioned earlier that uh, not a great week for blue bloods. We're going to have a conversation. My blue blood of the week is a blue blood, in fact, though many are not ready to call them that, which is, you know, on them, not me. 
or the folks of Villanova. It is a Villanova Wildcats. Mm, that's not a blue blood. That's not uh, a blue blood. What what qualifies as a blue blood? Any team that has an Arcadiacano player on it is. A <laughs> it's it, they're a blue blood. I'm sorry. <laughs> One of the best. That sounds like a spider. <laughs> it sounds like a, a version to spiders. <laughs> like, so there's sa- also the Dante DiVincenzo history there. Yeah. So so they have white Dante. They have just the powers of Philadelphia hoops. They're they're in. I I. Th- how is the Big East such a historic conference and they don't have a blue blood? How does that make sense? Villanova's a blue blood. I'm I'm with it. How is Villanova's, Villanova's a blue is blood? Kansas blue blood? blue blood? Is Kansas a blue blood? Of course they are. Okay. Who has more ch- who how many championships does Kansas have? I don't know. I can't count that high. Three. They have three national championships. Okay. How, how many, many championships how many championships does Georgetown have? Two. Okay, so how if, many, if Villanova's a blue blood, is Georgetown a blue blood? I said no way, Georgetown. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're we're running this back. Ass. We're running this back right now. Is Kansas a blue blood? Yes. Yes. Sure. How many national championships does Kansas have? Three. Do you want to pause it or take a guess how many national championships Villanova has? I know it's three, but okay. Do you want to know how many different coaches got national champions on that program? Two. Two. Okay. How that's many more than Duke. Fours? That's that's more yeah, coaches than Duke. I don't Duke, think Duke's huh? a blue blood. Okay, you're insane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just dismiss that with authority. <laughs> how many how many Final Fours does Kansas have though versus Villanova? Nova has it's, Kansas has six. fifteen. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if we're going to talk about, to me, a blue blood status has nothing to do with just national titles because there's there's programs that have lots of national titles that aren't. Yeah. I wouldn't consider blue. Are blood. there programs be, with a lot of national titles? Tyler, sure. San Tyler Francisco has two. San Francisco, or we could talk about UConn. How many do they have? What? Well, Josh, you just asked there. if San Francisco was a a. You just blue asked that question, bro. Two, and I'm now just we've playing got devil's three. advocate, bro. Oh, you're, Devil ba- you're, need you're an in advocate. the content we factor. Need, right? need... <laughs> you need to go to church with Penny, bro. I'm going to church with Penny. <laughs> Look, if Look. Jay Wright wears a suit, Villanova's of blue blood. If he doesn't, they're not. How about I, that? That's that's great, Carl. That's exactly correct. <laughs> that is so trash, dude. All right. All right. I, you know, true. I can't. I can't with these these blue blood commentaries that are being handed out like M&Ms. Who's your blue blood of the week, Austin? Okay, I don't think they're blue blood, but the blue bloods were terrible this week. So wow, 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 <laughs> coward. I am a coward. Uh, Arizona has won la- their last six games by an average of 13 points. They now have firm control of the Pac-12, the three games up in the loss column on USC. They're top 10 in both offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency in the country. They have the top three players in Ken Palm's efficiency rankings in Matherin, Tubelis, and Coloco in the Pac-12. And they're doing this despite Kirk Creesa being horrible. If he can figure it out, at least in the last stretch of the Pac-12 play, they have the potential to be a 1C, maybe? Are they yeah, able to probably. steal that fourth one seed? I don't think they'll be able to take it from Gonzaga, but well, there's a according real possibility to, um, they, they can do it. According to Cooper Watson on, on Twitter, mm. uh, apparently they're getting the one seed out West because mm. their resume is clearly better than Gonzaga's mm. at this point. 
well, they are thumping the mighty beavers by 20 points right now. So mm. talk about resume booster. Well, and That's let's, let's, let's talk. Okay, you, you mentioned how many of their last games, six straight games of being in 13 point average or something like that. Yeah. Four of their last six games were against Washington, Washington state, Arizona state twice. So that's not really that impressive. I mean, come on. Not as impressive as the wins that Jay Wright and Villanova's gotten. And uh, I mean, how many national championships? Horrible. What am I supposed to do? Take Kansas because they beat Oklahoma by two points? No, you're supposed to pick the Blue Blood Villanova because they're doing the you best of all them. the Blue Bloods this week. We're trying all to have right. some diversity in this conversation. Okay, well, we'll grant it. We can we can grant some some leeway here because you're right. The Blue Bloods this week sucked. So, yeah. who's your new blood of the week? My new blood of the week is the mighty Scarlet Knights. Jesus. Take it to the rack. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Providence loses one game and Austin loses God. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, no, 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 no. Why am I wearing pink? Why am I wearing pink right now, boys? It is because I don't know. Tell us. I'm going to talk about Providence very, very soon. I am here to rep the Providence Friars. I have more bits coming. Don't you worry. Are you but shaving first, your hair like a friar, though? No, no, no. Even better. Uh, but let's talk about the Scarlet Knights, the boys uh, that represent, of course, the Big Ten, where they belong. Uh, they have four straight wins against Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Illinois. They've done it with great defense. They're now third in the Big Ten in defense. And over those four games, they've been shooting 42% from three. And they've had really balanced scoring. Uh, Rutgers finds themselves not only on the bubble, but I think securely in the tournament right now, unless there's an epic collapse in the next five games in the Big Ten regular season. Um, so I think we got to put a little bit of respect on the Scarlet Knights and the men gotta, of New Jersey. I got to ask, because, you know, is Rutgers punching up right now? They got losses to Lafayette, number 314 in Ken Palm. <laughs> they got losses to Massachusetts, number 187 in Ken Palm. They have losses to 113 Minnesota, 106 DePaul, 80 Penn State, and 58 Northwestern. Is Rutgers really a tournament team at this point? They're 68th in Ken Palm right now. But they have wins over Purdue, they have wins over Iowa, they have wins over Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Illinois. They have a right. lot of quad you, one wins. And I'm just this, this team, we, we've been talking all year about Alabama playing above their weight, right? Like, oh, they're, they're, they win these huge games and then they lose to nobodies. Rutgers is, I think, more what Alabama has been called this year than Alabama is. That's a tournament team still. Yeah, I mean, I'm putting Rutgers in above a lot of the other bubble teams right now. But I know we're going to probably get into this more depth, but like them over Oregon, sure. You know, them over like Notre Dame, them over some of those other possible bubble teams. I'm just like, it's no it's no question. They just mm -hmm. went on the sickest four game win streak I've seen in a long time. The sickest, the sickest, sickest ever, bro. It was pretty good. It's like it's against like, who? Is against dirty. who? The Big Ten. We're gonna we're gonna crown a school that beat really four frauds. Vibes in the Big They're Ten. The, yeah, they have vibes because <laughs> they beat all the frauds. Dude, put some respect well, on Ron Harper, dude. He's a yeah. bucket. Okay, love it. No, put I put some respect. On Steve Peichel's name, bro. Are you, oh, I, what about Paul Mulcahy? You guys don't. You guys Paul all. Yeah, you're all learning these guys' names like right now. Right like, now. <laughs> Come on, yeah. come, come on! Like Dean Riber, 
Come on, can bro. We, can we just start talking about random cities in New Jersey also? Like, yeah, can we talk about how cooked this is for I'm Austin good. King to talk about a New Jersey school? Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Old town. What Imagine up? living around the corner from Rutgers and not even catching a game, dude. I can't believe it. All right, so those are our new bloods and blue bloods of the week, though none of us are really that stoked on them. Uh, here, let's have the conversation on the belt. There was somebody on this podcast that said that the belt would not be safe after Tuesday of this week. Uh, John Calipari went in and took care of business on Saturday. Then on Tuesday, they went into Knoxville against Brick Barnes and dropped one. Dropped one bad, I would say. Uh, yeah, Ty Ty dealt with some injuries and it was pretty touch and go. But ultimately, did do we buy Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Volunteers as this new belt holder? Look, I got to say, it's Vol season, fellas. The belt has been claimed by Tennessee. Knoxville fans unite. What a time to be alive on Rocky Top. The Vols have the fourth best defense in the nation, two of the best wins over Arizona and Kentucky in the whole country. Granted, they were both at home. They seem like they've finally kind of figured out how to score a little bit. Uh, they, you know, really, I, I would say it goes as far as to say that Zakai Ziegler is probably one of the biggest surprises of the year in the whole nation. Mm-hmm. He was not heavily recruited out of high school in the Bronx, but he's made an instant impact at Tennessee. He's a 5'9 pit bull of a guard. He has been averaging about 14.5 points a game, 54.5% from three, and 3.2 steals per game during the month of February. Tennessee is currently viewed as a four seed on bracket matrix, but with their recent wins and the potential to add three more quad one uh, wins through the end of the regular season, um, they could probably find their way into a three seed if they keep playing it this well. As I said on Twitter the other day, Tennessee could potentially be a final four team if they can start to string together this level of consistency. And that's really the big question. Are they going to consistently play this well? Oh, how the tides have turned, Joshua. Just last week, you were dismissing Rick Barnes and saying you cannot trust him because he did nothing with Kevin Durant. And there was one man on this podcast, myself, who said Tennessee was going to go in and beat Kentucky. I said that Rick Barnes was going to hold the belt, and he does. And I think that Tennessee is legit. I'm not sure they're Final Four contenders, but they definitely can make the Elite Eight. Now, they've been amazing at home, and they're obviously not playing at home in the tournament. Um, that environment at Rocky Top is awesome. Um, but I think Kennedy Chandler is really good. I think, obviously, Ziegler has been great. Fulkerson's like 90 years old. He's a great veteran. Um, Josiah Jordan-James has been pretty solid this year. Um, they have just like a bunch of like good basketball players, and they've finally figured it out offensively. Um, and if Vescovi or Vescovi, we still haven't figured out how to say his name, um, <laughs> as a nation, we, we should figure that out by the tournament. Um, but he's also pretty good and he's a good shooter. And he's a great shooter. I was just going to say, shout out Vescovi. Yeah. He's fucking yeah. good. Vescovi. Yeah, Vescovi, Vescovi. <laughs> we have at least Vescovi. three pronunciations on this podcast. <laughs> so when we talk no. about Kentucky losing the belt, because as much as this is about Rick Barnes taking his rightful place at the top of college basketball. Dude, is Rick um, Barnes hiring? What are you doing right now? <laughs> no, but, but what is, is this like, suddenly a Barnes pod? <laughs> what, what is going on with Kentucky? Are, 
are they kind of slipping through the cracks here a little bit with Ty Ty? I think this is the same injured? song and dance. This is the same question mark we've had all year. Kentucky is exceptionally talented if they can stay healthy. And Ty Ty was hurt before the game. Calipari came out after the game and said that he probably shouldn't have played him at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is still the same problem. That being said, losing on the road at Rocky Top is not the end of the world for Kentucky mm-hmm. at this point. They have plenty of time left to get things right. And they could still, if they win all the way out and win the SEC tournament, they could get a one seed in the tournament still. So for sure. You know, I'm I'm not afraid, you know, as a if if I was a Kentucky fan, I would not be upset or afraid at this point. But what have we said all season? They need to get the ball to Kellen Grady more. He needs more shots. And last uh, against uh, Tennessee, he only had 13% of the possessions. He had six points. He only had, you know, six attempts or I'm sorry, like he just didn't have many attempts in that game. Um, And severe Wheeler, if he doesn't have tie tie in that backcourt is just not good enough at creating and he's not a good enough shooter. Um, And they need tie tie to be fully healthy and playing at his best for them to have a shot at a final four. How do we, and I've how, been really high on Kentucky. How do we even envision them getting healthy? I mean, this is a stretch where we see guys have to pick it up because, you know, it's going to be a grueling stretch down the road. They, they've got five more games left, uh, over the next two weeks. Um, then they got tournament play. Then it's time for the NCAA tournament. And we talk about the uh, the horrible weight that uh, Gonzaga and other mid-majors have to go into the tournament, but you get some extra time to get healthy. Kentucky, they play, what, probably four days after the, after the tournament game? Five, maybe, if they're lucky. I just wonder what are those guards going to look like if they, if they play how they, as much basketball as they're going to need to play. They still have, unlike Auburn, they have a tough stretch left to go. Mm-hmm. They have Alabama, LSU, Arkansas. Then the, then the SEC tournament. They want to be a one seed. You got to go far in the SEC tournament. When are they going to have the time to rest their guys? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you could say that they'll rest their guys if they get the one seed in those first couple of rounds. But let's be real. Like, by the second round, there is no resting guys anymore. Mm. Gonzaga played Oklahoma last year in the second round, and they punched right in our mouth. You know, like, that's it's a, it's, it's a tough game right away shoot there's years we've played a 16 seed and and you know and and you can't really rest your guys like it's this the tournament is a different animal for that very reason and and you know should you take kentucky to go far in the tournament on your bracket i don't know that's a tough question to ask i think they have the talent to do it but that those health question marks are very real Mm-hmm. Like let's let's even look at this team. Uh, their last blowout was against Kansas. Um, Severe played thirty four minutes. Ty Ty played thirty two minutes. They Ty Ty was hurt going into that game, and he still played thirty two minutes. They don't have the backup guards to really rest their guys. They don't have any depth, and I don't trust Davion Mintz to step up and be no. even you know half as good as Ty Ty. No, we saw them try that, and it failed miserably i just know that auburn fans are really loving what's going on right now that's all i can say i'm kind of i'm kind of over them by the way yeah (laughs) Yeah, this last week has been absolutely unbearable (laughs) yeah uh, oh yeah i'm I'm over i'm over auburn but i can never get over melissa come on the pod what's up all right let's set the stage 
Rick Barnes, uh, Austin's number one coach in the country, <laughs> has the belt. So he goes into Arkansas to play Eric Musselman in Arkansas. Then they play Missouri and Kwanzaa Martin on February 22nd in Mizzou. I think I think going into Fayetteville after what we saw, what what you know the the Razorbacks were able to do to Auburn is the most daunting game left on their schedule for sure i mean that counts auburn coming into rocky top on the 26th like i think i think this game is going to be huge for the balls it's going to be huge for arkansas too because they're playing for for seeding at this point as well i think the the fan base in arkansas is absolutely rabid right now they they're so excited for what Muss is doing out there um this yeah i i think i think arkansas could and probably will take the belt i hope so because we have to cancel the belt if auburn beats tennessee and takes the belt <laughs> i think we just end the belt <laughs> well, and i was just gonna say since since uh the razorbacks beat auburn if they s- managed to get the belt like that would just mm, that would be sweet especially after all the shade they threw down um, at their fellow uh, Arkansas fans on the spaces. They were not as hospitable towards them as they were to the Zag, the Zag crew that came in. So yeah. we can't have that. So we don't think Quanzo Martin's going to take it before Auburn does. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Something you pay attention to on Saturday, whether or not Musselman and, and Arkansas J.D. Note can, can take the belt away. It would be, by the way, the biggest away game Tennessee's won all season, like highest quality road win prior to that is, I guess, Mississippi state with a one by nine, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. New bloods presents the big East breakdown. All right, Austin, we got your pirates from Newark, New Jersey. What do you have to say about Seton hall? All right. Things are going not great, but. I want to chalk that up to Bryce Aiken. One of the best guards in the country has been out for the last, you know, few weeks. Uh, Josh is going to say that I'm crying, but when he was playing, he had 120 offensive rating. Uh, He's clearly the best player on the team. He orchestrated most of their offense. Um, He's been out with a concussion. Unfortunately, Kevin Willard has said that he isn't coming back anytime soon. Um, Right now, they're seventh in the offense and sixth in defense in Ken Palm. Um, they're seventh in the Big East. They've got big wins over Michigan, Texas, UConn, and Xavier, but they've got a couple bad losses to DePaul, and then they got blown out by St. John's without Aiken. Um, they're on the bubble at this point, and I am a bit worried if Aiken doesn't come back that they may not make the tournament. Yeah, I mean, so I, I got I to gotta interject here because you always talk about how you're hauling I got to say I'm hull out. Um, I get that Bryce Aiken is out. I get that it was a concussion. It's been a month. The man said that to by now. How was it? Wow, Josh Linky. Yeah, Josh, Josh health just like health and safety protocol, nothing. Josh Linky. Look, like, I, I follow the NFL. The These dudes clear concussion protocol in seven to ten days. Oh this is not – this, this should have been over with two weeks ago. There's more to the story than just a concussion. <laughs> you, you're now questioning Josh if he had a concussion. I got a conspiracy theory here. See, maybe – 
Josh C.T. Linky. That's right. <laughs> dude That's went right. to like, Harvard. His head's already swelling with knowledge, dude. Leave him alone, man. My man, I got to say, man's... I got to say that these excuses just need to be done. You know, at, at this point, at this point, it's a concussion. What are we <laughs> doing? I think this is, this is the biggest out of level. My man, Josh Linky, a week ago said that Amani Bates has to do whatever is best for him and his family and his health. And, and now, then now, now he's, he's like, like Bryce, Bryce Aiken doesn't know what state he's in. And all of a sudden, <laughs> that, that, that boy needs to suit it up. What? No, I'm not far. saying I'm not saying that Bryce Aiken needs to suit up. I'm saying that there's something else going on <laughs> at Seton Hall. They're covering something up. They're hiding oh something God. here. What there's does Kevin Willard know? <laughs> That's right. That bald head has something going on in there that we don't know about. Oh this is gosh. the most insane take I've <laughs> this ever is, heard. This is the worst take I've ever heard. And this is only to slander me. This and and speaking, speaking of Hall out, I also got to say that 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 term kind of reminds me of Hall and Oates. And Tuck, do you realize how much you look like a young Daryl Hall? <laughs> do you know That's that I was I was almost named Daryl Hall because out of the womb <laughs> I look like Daryl Hall. <laughs> I'm just saying there's something else going on in Seton Hall. I don't know if it's in the water. I don't know if they're pumping too much fluoride into that team. There's something going on and I'm Hall out. Speaking of which, also Tuck, do you know the lyrics to Maneater? The Nelly Furtado song? <laughs> no, the Hall and Oates song. This song is so good. I'm ready. Give it to us, Josh. Don't even wait for Austin to answer. That was, that was a that was oh a false tease. Let's watch let's... out, boys. She'll chew you up. Oh, oh, I mean, here she comes. That's right. Yeah, she's a man eater. Oh, oh, here she comes. Watch <laughs> out, boys. She'll chew you up. Seton Hall's getting chewed up. That's right. Oh. Spit out. The lyrics are wow. the lyrics fit perfectly. <laughs> and we're losing listeners. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there consensus uh, among the pod as to who's the best Absolutely uh, not. team in, not. The, in the Big East? <laughs> I uh, think it's Villanova. Oh, Josh, you think it's Villanova? I too think Villanova. it is Blue Blood Villanova of uh, Villanova, Pennsylvania. I think we were looking for somebody other than Villanova all season to take it over. We were hyped on Seton Hall for a minute. Um, out of nowhere, Providence came to the scene and everybody was hyped on Providence. Austin is, is you know, doing some Dominican prayers in the corner, talking about how the That's, Friars are back. I'm but still wearing my pink. I think Villanova found its footing after a weird start to the season, losing, you know, big games against UCLA and the like. Uh, they had that massive blowout against Baylor, and we all thought they were done, right? Things things just didn't work out for the Wildcats. Jay Wright was searching for answers. Their flaws, their flaws are still there. Um, they still ha have, you know, almost no bench whatsoever. They 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 have two guys that play you know, uh, over eighty percent of the games for them with Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore. But I have to say. As much as as much as we want to get past Colin Gillespie as a super senior, the kid, as long as he's playing, I think Villanova is a legitimate Final Four contender, straight up. Uh, Colin Gillespie has an offensive rating of one hundred twenty six point six. He's shooting sixty three point five percent true shooting percentage wise. He's a great facilitator with assists. He doesn't turn the ball over. He does everything great. He's a 43.5% three-point shooter. Honestly, you know, 
consider i i understand that he has the support to not be that but if there's a secret kemba candidate that we haven't discussed it might be colin gillespie he could just torch inferno everyone that's in their path uh they had the offense right now they're seen as like maybe a four seed probably but they have the offensive firepower that whatever one seed they play they can compete with them for sure their defense isn't you know atrocious uh it's pretty good it's pretty decent I think I think they could absolutely absolutely do some things. They're they're the best offense in the Big East, and they're the second best defense. So I just think they're so well rounded. As long as they stay healthy, which is absolutely not a guarantee for this team, and especially not a guarantee for Colin Gillespie, I think they're a legitimate Final Four team and the best team in the Big East. They All have right. like four good players, and then like two solid players. The thing about Villanova is that they're big at every position except for center, and then what in reality they're small. Their offense is completely different than what it used to be. Um, it is not this like fast-paced, great passing, great shooting team. It's more like Colin Gillespie, go back down your man. Justin Moore, go back down your man. Brandon Slater, same thing. It's just. A very different style that Jay Wright has played this year than he has previously. I think because he knows that he doesn't have the skill players that mm -hmm. he had two, three, four years ago. Um, and this is what has kind of turned me off to the brand of Villanova basketball that you know we got used to, which made them a national title contender. They are very competent, but they're really only six deep against Providence. You had two guys that played 22, 25 minutes, and then everyone else was 35-plus. Mm -hmm. You get one guy in foul trouble, you're in trouble. Uh, you have one guy injured, you're in huge trouble. They they have the well-roundedness, they're competent, but they have very clear holes that can be exploited. And in that Providence game, Providence just didn't have the specific players to exploit that, and they were a little small on the perimeter, which allowed for them to back them down. You mentioned his name, Brandon Slater. I think if Brandon Slater has unlocked something like he has the last mm -hmm. five games, I think that could be huge for this team. So mm -hmm. in, the, in the last five games, he's had an offensive rating of 151, 118, 138, 143, 145. And that's all in 30 minutes or more. If that mm -hmm. dude is legitimately that guy shooting over 60%, shooting around 60%, I, I think that they have the pieces to legitimately be a force in the tournament. Like... We talk, we've been we've been teasing around this idea of whether or not Auburn is legitimately that shit. If Auburn plays Villanova the second week of the tournament, like Sweet 16, I would have a hard time not picking Villanova. I well, think that Villanova would bully those guards. Yeah. Wendell Green has no shot at stopping Colin Gillespie. Like, sorry, Katie Johnson is not stopping Justin Moore. I think Villanova's biggest tournament strength is their their free throw shooting. I mean, they shoot like they have like six or seven guys that shoot like eighty plus, eighty five plus percent, um, and that's like going to be I think pretty big for them. Especially as Austin's saying, if they play big and they play tough and they get fouled a lot, then like if they're if they're draining those uh, free throws in the tournament, they could win a couple of games that way. So I think that's a huge strength for them. Uh, speaking of of impact players who've had a pretty impressive month, let's talk about Justin Lewis and Marquette. Since January 4th, um, this super frosh is averaging about 18.8 points per game, shooting 47.6 from three. Um, he's turned in his four best O ratings of the season. 
uh, during that time frame. And he's become one of the best young players in the Big East. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point that Justin Lewis has arrived. This hasn't been an easy part of the Golden Eagles schedule either. We're talking about two games against Villanova, Providence, Seton Hall, and a game against UConn and Xavier during that stretch. Shaka Smart squad has been cutting its teeth on the best of the best in the, in the conference, and they're showing their worth. The usefulness doesn't stop it. At J. Lou either. We're, we're talking about Maryland transfer Daryl Morsell, who's had an outstanding season. Uh, Tyler Colette continues to grow immensely since transferring from George Mason to Marquette and established himself as a much more, uh, more than adept point guard. Um, they're second in the Big East in offense. They're fourth in defense. They're fifth in the Big East in the standings right now at nine and six. They've got two wins over Villanova, probably the most impressive resume of the outliers um, in the Big East. They've got a win over Providence. They've got wins over Xavier and Illinois. Um, the bad losses this year, though, they do have a loss against Butler this last weekend and St. Bonaventure earlier this season. So right now, Bracket Matrix has them about a six seed. Uh, what's your guys' take on Marquette? I think Marquette is like a legitimate tournament team that could make a, a deep run. I th- I like their rim protection. I think their defense is good. Um, they've shot it significantly better in conference play. Um, and that's what's allowed for them to win these big games over Villanova and Providence and Seton Hall. Um, and I think they're I think they're legit. Yeah, I mean they won an away game at Seton Hall, so they're they're legit. All right, right all right. <laughs> all out baby i'm just kidding dude and i don't think i want to go back to that real quick because i was looking at the bracketology and i don't think there's a chance that unless they just completely collapse that they fall out because they're sitting at like a seven or eight seed right now so like a lot of places have them as a five or six too yeah so i don't i don't think they're falling apart i don't think you got to worry too much austin but i do love making you nervous about it so you know there's that are you are you offended austin by our our deeply deeply how do you have like four biggie teams? Because <laughs> I'm I'm a basketball polyamorous, bro. <laughs> as long as I, there's I was, a connection, how can you, how can you basketball? How can you be a kid in Big East country? Shouts to Rutgers. Shouts to Seton Hall. Shouts to the College of New Jersey. We're not shaming your lifestyle, Austin. You can love who you love. That's right. Thank you. Spread it around. Well, I just we just talked about how Austin loves all these teams, and uh, n- not even among those is the friars austin is a fan and the most sacred team on the planet earth right now is the providence friars we got god's team i'm putting my cassock on for this one boys just just call me a humble friar you know i'm just a humble friar that has been enlisted and ordained um into the dominican order of preaching and i'm here to talk about god's team led by his servant edward cooley Providence is 21 and three. The analytics hate them. We've discussed this many a times, but you cannot quantify God as I continue to say over and over again. (laughs) Providence has still never won a Big East regular season title. They never did it under Patino. We all know my love for Rick Patino. Could Ed Cooley do something Rick Patino has never done? They still lead the Big East. I think Villanova was just simply a bad matchup, but they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna go on a run. God cannot be stopped. It's a minor setback for a major comeback. I believe in the Providence Friars. If you look at that game and the struggles that they had, they did not shoot well from three. What did Villanova do? They shot almost 50% from three. Is that really going to happen again? 
What happened to Providence? They only shot 21% from three. This isn't going to happen again, boys. God is going to come through. He's going to take down the Augustinian Order and the Villanova Wildcats, and he is going to make sure that Providence wins their first Big East title. I, I totally agree with you that uh, Villanova is a bad matchup for Providence, mostly because Villanova is a better team than Providence. So usually those are bad matchups. <laughs> you just had a, you have, okay, here's the thing. You've got small guards in Bynum and Durham. They didn't play great. I think Bynum was uh, solid, but did not play his best game. You had Crosswell that struggled a bit. He made a big mistake at the end of the game. He let uh, Dixon get that long pass for the layup and the and one. Mm -hmm. um, and Durham really struggled. Uh, and, you know, they don't have that big that can take advantage of Dixon inside and finish around the rim well. Uh, but they're going to shoot better. And they didn't lose by that much. They lost by five. Yeah, they lost by uh, five. And they played bad. Like, if anything, when you watch that game and you thought Providence isn't a good team, it's like they just lost to a, in my opinion, a top five, top six team mm -hmm. by five points. Yeah, that's... to me, to me, they're a good basketball team. Like anyone that's still slandering Providence, I don't think is actually watching Providence. They just look at the Ken Palm numbers and they go mm -hmm. frauds. I'm sorry, but Providence is a good basketball team. Bynum is awesome. Nate Watson is legitimately good. Horkler is a legitimate good stretch four player durham gets to the rack i think that they're a good basketball team and i don't see why this can't be an elite eight team so you were we we talked about the the offensive skills and the fact that there's four guys for villanova we talked about the defense from marquette what is providence really really good at to you uh they're good at beating teams that are missing their best player oh my gosh <laughs> oh my so gosh. like when they played wisconsin johnny davis wasn't there that was, that was a great win and all, but you know, Providence struggled against who who did they lose two by eighteen, Austin? Was that Virginia? That was that was in November. When are we when are we counting okay. games in November to be meaningful? They win That's, the basketball games that they play and they're good they're a good team. That's fine. Well, so and then they watched, lost yeah, by twenty two Villanova game and said they're bad. I didn't I didn't say they were bad, but I don't think they're as good as maybe everyone thinks they are all of a sudden because they have a great record. You know, at the end so of the what, day, what do like you think they are. You don't think they're a top fifteen team I think in the they're country? in between what Ken Palm has them and what the rest of America, you know, in, in the opinion polls have them right now. They're probably closer to like in the twenties or upper eight, upper teens and you know, in the country. And that and that's a good that's a good team. Saint that's Mary's that's Providence's is a better team than Providence. I didn't say that. I don't have to say Mary's ranked above. Right? Look, my question is, are they better than UConn, team? right? UConn's sitting at 18 right yeah, now. Yeah, they're better than UConn. Okay. I don't think so. so then, I think so then they're in better. that Ohio State, UConn, Alabama, St. Mary's realm. That like I think UConn's better. Twenty. Austin, did you say that UConn's a Dark Horse Final Four team? Yeah, I did. And now I take all of that back because I realized <laughs> that it's... Hurley coaching that team, and I can't believe in Hurley. <laughs> Except for okay, Bob. but you believe but in Rick when, Barnes, but not the Hurleys. <laughs> when when Providence got their win over UConn, they were also missing one of their best players, Sonogo. So, you know, I mean, I I just don't buy it. I think I think UConn is a little bit better than Providence, not like significantly better. I think Villanova is better than Providence. I think Providence is good or better than we thought they were before this season started, for sure. 
and, and it might be Providence's best team that they've had in, I don't know, like two decades, but you know, end of day, like is Providence a final four contender is Providence an elite eight. I don't, I, I'm not going to put them in either of those conversations. Maybe, maybe they squeak into the second weekend as a sweet 16 team. So they played Butler on Sunday. They're probably going to beat Butler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. 66, 62 favorites in Ken Palm. Four point four point favorites against 128 Butler. Do we think they're beating Xavier? Yeah, Xavier sucks. Okay. They're beating Creighton. Yeah. I think I think they win those next four, and then it comes down to can they beat Villanova on the road, which is like a huge task, obviously. It's gonna be a great environment, it's gonna be a really difficult game. Who knows where Villanova's gonna play that game because they've got like five home gyms, but um <laughs> That's, that's, that's a mark can of a blue blood. Can, can that's a, blue a mark blood, of a blue blood. Can a blue blood have eight gyms that they play in and call home? What's uh, the deal there? That's called. If they oh, let you play at Wells Fargo, you're you're a blue blood. You own the region, bro. Twenty five k in house, bro. Like, Madison Square Garden's Duke's second home, bro. Oh my gosh! I think Get Providence is gonna go two and two down the stretch. Oh my gosh! They're I gonna would lose <laughs> money on this, Josh. They're you're gonna lose. All right, all right, all right, all right, wait, wait, wait. We're we're creating a new segment right now called Bet Watch, and right now we have hot takes flying off from Arizona all the way up to New Jersey. So we have Austin King. Do you think that the Friars go three and one or four yeah. and zero? Yeah, I, I would say three and one or four and zero. I think that Providence. I think that Providence is closer to going one and three over the next four games than they are to going four and zero. Dude, they are not concussion and Providence. They could lose at Hinkle to Butler. They could. I would not put that past them. They Butler just beat Marquette. Butler just beat Marquette. I don't think it's a real possibility. All right, everybody. So noted. Pay attention the rest of the way. Austin King says Providence is going to go three and one at worst. Josh Leakey says Providence is going to go no better than two and two. The winner will be, will heap praise upon them. And the loser, what? The Lord's favor. They're going to hell. Um, Josh doubts the Lord. Just keep that in mind. Not me. Couldn't be me. I actually, I think I support the Lord by not being sacrilegious in, in a priest's garb. On the I am, this is my cassock. This is tailored to my body. Austin was going to go into this, okay? We need him not make light of yeah, the fact yeah. that at some point, Austin was deeply committed. To religion. Now I'm not. Well, you know, we all make mistakes, but... Yeah, I got out of the mistake. So, all right, they lose one game to Villanova at home, March first. That's it. I think they win out the other three. If if I can participate in this little love feud. All right, I gotta I gotta bring up uh, a team that I do think is going to beat Providence coming up, and that's Xavier out of Cincinnati. The Fighting Jordan Coonies are floundering, guys. After starting the season fourteen and three. The Musketeers have found themselves in a three to five, three and five slump and recently had to contend with some controversy surrounding their coach, Travis Steele. In a moment of silence before the Seton Hall game, uh, like a week and a half ago, he was heard by the entire arena dropping an F-bomb in the huddle. Shame. Bad form. Shame. Poor shame. Poor shame. Moment I mean, of silence is... about cancer, right? Right. You know like... Who respects cancer? Ed Cooley, the man who had the entire arena in Providence, Rhode Island, wear pink in support 
of women with breast cancer. In support of women. I will admit that Ed Cooley is a big cancer guy and Travis Steele is not. He's yeah, he's pro cancer. That's right. He doesn't respect it. So uh, what I got to say is that it's it's time for X to write the ship and fix these problems right now. This is not a new thing under Travis Steele. They fade down the stretch almost every year. Um, I think that it's this this roster that he has this season has a chance to do a lot more than what he's done with Xavier in the past. I think they're going to come out hot over the last couple weeks of the, the season and, you know, get this team moving in the right direction. Um, you know, right now they're fifth in the Big East in adjusted offense, eighth in adjusted defense. They're sixth in the Big East standings at seven and seven. They got big wins at UConn, Ohio State, Marquette, and a couple of bad losses at DePaul, St. John's. Bracket Matrix has them as a six seed for now. That could move up a little bit or down depending upon how they finish the season out. What do you guys think? Bro, I would call them Skyline Chili because they would be cooked, but that's not edible. So I don't know. Uh, what's what's some Cincinnati food that is like delicious that people are going to snark? It doesn't exist. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't th- Do winners come out of Cincinnati? It's No, they don't. The you only like, thing delicious coming out of Cincinnati is my boy Joey Ice. I don't you know. You are man. dumping on Queen City right now, bro. <laughs> yeah, Dude, nobody uh, cares about I didn't, Cincinnati. I think he was just in the Super Bowl, man. Like Who they cares? got good vibes coming they out of Queen cooked. City. Yeah, yeah, they got cooked. They got and they got cooked. Uh, Joey Burrow is the only good thing that ever happened in Cincinnati. Cincinnati cares only about big jumbotrons. Who cares about their football team? Let's get back to business. Queen City—that's Cincinnati's nickname. Yeah. 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 Queen whack. City. Whack. Whack Extreme. like their basketball team. Are you saying that queens are whack? No, I respect queens. <laughs> you, don't, you respect royalty? I'm Probably saying queens. America. No, you, you know don't what? Believe I, in royalty here. No, you know what I do think? I think queens deserve a better city to get that nickname <laughs> than true, Cincinnati. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, who do you... There, look, there's a reason why in coming to America, they didn't go to Cincinnati and they went to Queens, New York, all right? It's because <laughs> who cares about Cincinnati? Look, I... I got to say the slander towards Cincinnati is strong right now. I've been to Cincinnati about a dozen times in my life. It's not as bad as you make it out. Their chili ben, is trash. I got to agree. Hold on. Ben to, ben to Cincinnati. Did Was that the destination or was that what you were driving through to get to your destination? No, it was a destination. I went and Why? stayed weekends in Cincinnati. What did you do there? What did you do in Cincinnati? Yes. Number one, the the uh, aquarium, the Newport Aquarium, <laughs> right across the river, was a common destination for me and my children. Is that where they you get lost, the sushi in Cincinnati? <laughs> and then, uh, and then from there, we used to go to the uh, Underground Railroad Museum on on a semi annual basis. Okay. And the and Underground Railroad right kept going because they're like, "Shit, we can't stop in Cincinnati." <laughs> yeah, and, in all like, of my in, in all of my domesticated bliss, we we always hit up IKEA when we went to Cincinnati. It was the closest <laughs> one to Louisville. We had to go hit up Ikea. <laughs> like, let's go get the fine delicacy of Swedish food. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, really we had to get the fine delicacy of cheap uh, homewares. That's what you go cheap and decent quality homewares for from Ikea. That's what you do when you go to Ikea. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Cincinnati standing is... Standing out for a city that's third best thing is f***ing Ikea? Well, the third best thing that I generally did when I was in Austin, Cincinnati... Austin, you're from Portland. That 
it's the same thing here. What? <laughs> the third best Kyle, thing. What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking Come about? Come on. Are you on Kyle? Kyle. Come look, on. look. You all, you all haven't oh been married God. yet. You don't Come understand. Ikea is like the pinnacle of married life, bud. You're gonna you're gonna I've slander to Cincinnati, but like we've got alone. an IKEA that's pretty pretty much a destination. You ever Bro. ever been there? Kyle, yeah. it is a destination Kyle. for married couples. I have to admit, Kyle, Kyle. I cannot believe you just said that, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, you know what else I did? You know what else Buddy. I did in Cincinnati? I used to go to a lot of concerts in Cincinnati. They have a a, a Riverview <laughs> amphitheater. We would go to see concerts at. Okay, so yeah. That's what I did in Cincinnati, bud. I also went to a couple of Xavier games. Okay? I was just going to say, no one's mentioned watching a Xavier game. That's because That's really no bad. one's watching Xavier I also games. went to a Cincinnati game, okay? Mm. I'll take Cincinnati over Xavier. Yeah, shots Ooh. to Bob Huggins. No, this, it's definitely Kenyon Xavier Martin, bro. Cincinnati. Kenyon Martin. I'm sorry about I, the Portland Ikea dig. Uh, talk. Yeah, that, I saw that that really made you yeah, upset. That was like bro, that made me upset because I, Kyle, you need a hug, bro. If that's like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like, what you're doing in Portland. <laughs> okay, so that was a look at the Big East. Uh, we'll see if Josh or Austin was correct on their thoughts on the Friars and the rest of the way throughout the regular season. Going to be amping up to a big, big East tournament uh, that I'm sure is going to tickle the fancies of plenty of people in the Northeast, including Austin King, Joe Fanta, nice. and Joe Lenardi, and whoever the hell else. Shout I'm out Jim Calhoun. Shout out Rip Hamilton. Shout out... Ray um, Allen, baby. Let's just shout out UConn players. Yeah, yeah. UConn, we didn't talk about you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Ollie vindicated. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so that was our Big East takes. We'll see who's right between Austin and Josh the rest of the way. Uh, loser looks like an idiot. Winner looks like less of an idiot. Uh, and, yeah, we'll talk to you uh, next week about what we saw this weekend. <laughs>